Today's podcast is brought to you by Patreon sponsor Ray Price. If you'd like to learn how you can participate and support the podcast through a small recurring monthly donation, log on to schooloflaughs.com forward slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thanks, Ray. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by schooloflaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the podcast. Rick Roberts here. And it is that time of year, folks. It's the end of the year where we start looking back at the year that was, the income that was, the income that wasn't. The gigs we had, the gigs we didn't get, the connections we made, or the connections we failed to make. That's right, it's time to set our goals for 2017, and I'm here to help you out. I do this every year for myself, and when I started doing the podcast, I thought, well, this is something that maybe some other folks can utilize out there. I know everybody has a different idea of what they want to accomplish with their comedy career or their speaking career, Uh, but what I like to do is to make sure I can go back and see if I actually made any progress. Mentally, you can feel like you're doing really well, but when you look at the numbers, the stats, the dollars, the travel, the time, it may be uh, not really working out in your favor. So what I put together here is uh, two episodes. This is the first of the two. We're going to talk just about creative stuff, you know, creative stuff and I guess marketing in this first podcast. Next week, I'll talk about the income side of things. Uh, But today, I wanted to focus really on what you can control And when I mean control, I mean pretty much knock out by yourself. A lot of the income stuff is the uh, byproduct of all the stuff we're talking about in this first podcast. But honestly, if you aren't doing the stuff here in the first episode, the income's not going to come anyway. And if it does, it's going to be very small. So I put together two worksheets. It's in one PDF. If you'd like to go ahead and shoot me an email, you can pause this right now. Shoot me an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com. And in the subject line of that email, put goals tracker worksheets slash insider tip sheet. And what that'll do will sign you up for the newsletter, which comes out once a month. And the the newsletter has all kinds of great stuff. It would have stuff like this in it already, so you wouldn't have to call and request it. And it also contains podcast recaps, links to articles about stand-up comedy that we find on the Internet every month, the best 15 or 20 articles or videos, interviews with comedians, and that's all delivered right to your inbox through the via via the newsletter. So if you want to get this tracker sheet and join the newsletter list all in one fell swoop, just shoot that email to schooloflast at gmail.com and request the inside tip sheet slash goals tracker checklist, and I'll shoot that right to you. So if you want to pause right now and shoot that email, uh, that's fine. I usually respond back within a couple of hours during normal waking hours. All right, let's get going here with the uh, big worksheet Uh, We're going to talk about at least 25 goals here, so grab a pen and paper if you don't have the worksheet to follow along with and create your own. First goal, writing. All right. How much time do you spend writing? Think about that for a second. Do you spend enough time writing? Are you cranking out new material on a regular basis? If not, This is the number one goal you need to attack in 2017. Uh, On the worksheet here, I break it down in a few different columns just to kind of help you out. But how much time do you want to spend each week writing? Is it two hours? Is it three hours? Do you only have time for one hour? 
whatever that is, write that number down and then break it down daily. You know, if you're trying to write an hour a week, let's just say that's 10 minutes a day. You might have a day where you don't write. So 10 minutes a day, or if you write every other day, 20 minutes, whatever it takes, right? Twice a week, you're writing for 30 minutes. An hour a week is really the bare minimum. I mean, the bare minimum for any comedian, uh, whether you're established and you're just kind of cruising along and you're kind of maintaining your act and growing it small. Or if you're starting from scratch, you really need to be writing much more than an hour a week if you want to see any kind of success. So think about your daily schedule. Think about maybe what you need to give up in order to free up some time to write and jot that number down. That's what you want to spend writing. Set an alarm or reminder on your phone, on your computer. If you have Google Calendar, you can set little reminders in there to make sure you schedule time to write each day. If you're not sure when that time should be, I recommend writing first thing in the morning. That's right. If you knock it out early, you get it done, then you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want. Uh, Brian Tracy is a great motivational speaker, and he calls this eating the frog, the most hardest part of your day. If you do that early, then the rest of the day, you're in the clear. Think about that. First thing in the morning, if you're getting up early already, set your alarm for 30 minutes earlier, knock it out. If that doesn't sound feasible, maybe you have travel time and you're in the car. Maybe you travel 30 minutes each way to work. You can spend that time writing to a degree. I mean, you can be brainstorming some concepts, saying stuff out loud, hearing it for yourself for the first time, and, and working in it, working it, until you get a joke that you can actually write down on paper or type into your computer. But that travel time can be considered writing time as well. Although at some point during the week, you do want dedicated, just focused, you, piece of paper, pen, or your computer. I prefer writing on paper because if I've got that computer open and I'm typing jokes in, I'm probably going to get pop-ups and emails coming in and get distracted pretty easily. But maybe it's that time that you drive. Maybe it's right when all the kids go to bed and you've got some time at the end of the night. Although that's tricky because you might want to truly just relax and not engage your brain. But that's not a bad time. Uh, I get a lot of ideas as I'm falling asleep. Got a little notepad next to the bed. Jot down the ideas, then flesh them out later on in the week. So think about what time of day and try to make that consistent. You'll start looking forward to that time of day and get some uh, get some enjoyment out of writing. I know a lot of people dread it, but to me, it's the it's the funnest thing there is. All right, all right. So that's our first goal. How much time we're going to spend writing new jokes created? All right. This could be looked at a few different ways. It could be in uh, the amount of time on stage you're saying the joke. So if you want to create one new minute a week. Hey, that's not hard, right? Well, you got a new hour pretty much every year if you're creating one minute a week of decent stand-up comedy. Uh, so maybe that's your goal. You want to have one minute a week or maybe, you know, if that's two or three jokes to make that minute, that's your goal each week. And set it. Set it and forget it, Ronco. That's right. Knock it out. How many jokes you want to create? Uh, for me, I try to write a minute every week. It turns out to be more like 30 seconds of usable stuff, stuff that actually works on stage. But, you know, maybe this next year I try to create two minutes per week, and by default, a minute of that works. But my goal is definitely to create more material. So what is your idea of how much you should create next year? Another, the third thing I want you to think about as far as your writing goals, time you spend writing with other people. It's great if you can write by yourself and you're super productive, but for a lot of us, we're only as powerful as our brain can take us. We only have the ideas inside our point of view, which is important. But without bouncing those ideas off of other people, we're missing out on having multiple punchlines 
different ideas and different point of views that can circulate throughout that joke. So schedule some time to write with other people. Even if you're an introvert, maybe you could do this over email. That still counts. If you email some jokes to somebody, they email their feedback back as well as some of their jokes where they want your feedback. But think about spending the time to write with other people. I've done this on a few different podcasts. If you want to hear those, uh, you can tune into episode 105 and 106. And in those episodes, uh, John Branion and I created some material that we were going to do at a showcase. Then we actually did it, recorded it, brought it back to the show. But we had fun writing with each other. He gave me some ideas I could use. I gave him some ideas he could use, and we both benefited from it. All right, let's move on to performance goals. Uh, performing. Let's take a look. Stage time. Do you know how much time you're on stage this past year? If you don't know, I, I recommend starting to keep a little calendar. And every time you do an open mic, you know, write it on that calendar. A, you should be doing that anyway, so you can deduct that mileage on your taxes. But also write down how many minutes you did, what jokes you did. Keep a, a really good log of that. I know Brian Bates, who you've heard on the podcast, does a thing where he keeps his note cards from every single set list he does throughout the year. And so he can look back when he goes to an open mic, see what he did last time he was there, maybe do some different material. I think that's really smart. Whether you do it on index cards or in a little calendar, uh, first figure out how much time you've been on stage this past year and then see what you want to do with that next year. And when you know how many minutes you want to be on stage, especially if you're in the beginning stages, it's pretty clear how many open mics you need to do to accomplish that. So how much time do you want to get on stage on a weekly basis, monthly and then by the end of the year, how many minutes on stage would you have liked to accomplish? Also, times on stage. How many times did you get on stage? If you only get on stage once a month, I'm sure you're frustrated, and that's because you just aren't spending enough time on stage. How much new material did you try? There's another category for your goals. Uh, it's easy to go on stage 100 times and do the same set 100 times and get varying results, but probably not much improvement if you're doing the exact same set. So how many minutes of new material do you want to write? We talked about that in the first section. And then how many minutes you want to perform? You know, those two should line up. You should have a goal every week to do a couple of minutes on stage that you've never done before. can be scary, but it also can be very rewarding, and you can grow your set uh, immensely by trying that out incrementally. All right, and that leads us to our next one, length of your full set. How long is your best show right now? Three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes? You got a half hour you like? You got an hour you like? How much time do you actually have right now? And then how much time would you like to have by the end of the year? If you've got five minutes now, you want to double that to 10 minutes. That's very doable. You got 20 minutes, you want to double it to 40. That's pretty doable, depending on how often you're writing. But set some goals so you can go and take care of that and knock it out. So your length of your full set, write down your current length. And, and let's be honest, your good set, the stuff that actually gets a good response, and what your goal is. And if you want to check out a podcast about trying out new material, uh, check out episode 71. That will take care of uh, that topic a little bit. And also, there's a great podcast. Let me look it up for you here. And I, I hate to say great about my own podcast, but this one's had the most impact on a lot of people. It's called Stretch, and that's episode 44. It's all about how you can stretch yourself on stage and try new and different things. Uh, episode 44, Stretch, Push Yourself. I want you to check out that podcast as you start thinking out about how much new material you want to try out on stage, and your new set length at the end of the year. Is it going to be double what you have now? Uh, jot that down. All right. I know this is a little boring, but stay with me. Uh, website goals. Let's talk about that next. Website. 
you got to have a website if you're trying to get work out there, right? So write down first now, how many videos do you have up? You got one, you got two, you got three. How long have they been up? Have they been up over two years and you haven't updated your video? Man, shame on you. You need to get out, record some sets, put up some videos. So what is your goal for this year? What's your current videos on your site? And how many would you like to have by the end of the year? Very important to keep fresh content on your website. It helps it rank higher in Google. And people will come back occasionally to see what you're up to. But if it's the same video you've had up there for seven years, not going to be much much uh, benefit to you at all. All right, how many times are you blogging or posting on your website each week? And I mean each week. You need to do something different on your website each week. Again, it helps you in the Google search engine optimization, and it also keeps you current. So if you know, if I was a booking agent and I was checking your website and you haven't updated anything on it for two years, my assumption is you stopped working and doing comedy two years ago. So how many blogs, how many posts are you going to put out on your website each week? Set a goal for that. It could be very simple. It could be just one a week. And you could write three or four things at the beginning of each month and just schedule those to automatically appear. So it doesn't, it's not something you have to do every single week, but it can be updated every week by taking some time to, to write those things in and schedule them. Okay, if you're using Google Analytics, it should be very easy to go in and look and see how many visitors you have each week and where they're coming from. So, you know, take your visits for the entire year, average that out over 12 months, and then divide that by four or take your whole year and divide it by 52, whatever you want to do. Get a feel for how many visits per week you're getting and then per month and then how many you had for last year. And then ask yourself, where do you want that to be this year? You know, I get booked quite a bit off of people that go to my website, check out my videos. So I know for a fact the more people that visit will result in the more people that book me as long as I'm keeping up on my videos and everything else. So I definitely have a goal for that. You should too. So check out your website visits. And if you don't have Google Analytics set up, uh, find somebody to do that for you. It's very quick and easy to install, but it's great information. And you really, really need that in there anyway. And then newsletter list. This is important. You could be all over social media, which we'll talk about in just a second. But unless you have the email addresses for those people that are following you on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, LinkedIn, all these different areas, you really don't have much at all. I mean, you could have a billion followers on any of those things, but they're only going to be, you know, only a small percentage of people that follow you will actually see your post. Your newsletter, however, you can email exactly what people want to know about you and want to know about your career directly to those people. So occasionally on all your social media, ask people to register for your newsletter, give them a reason to do so. Uh, bonus content, free videos, extra access. All those things will help people uh, join your newsletter list and get some value, that's the key word, value, out of being on that list. And make sure you keep that list up to date. You know, if you say you're going to have a monthly email list, do it. Send them a newsletter every month. I know way too many comics, and I've been in this category too, where you have a newsletter for your personal thing, and you only post stuff in the newsletter, you know, when something big's happening. And people have already forgotten who you are because they haven't heard from you in six months. So make a very distinct effort at keeping people on your newsletter list, growing that list. I use MailChimp. You can use AWeber. You can use Constant Contact. I like MailChimp. I can automatically schedule stuff. I can see who opened things, how many times they opened it. And that's very useful, especially if you're sending your avails to booking agents. And we'll talk about that in a second. But a newsletter list is very important. Email, subscription. Have a place on your website for people to opt in so they can join your newsletter list. Uh, every 
newsletter you send out. Ask people to share that with other people that might be interested in what you're doing. Have a call to action and get people on that list and take a look at what you have right now and what do you want to have by the end of the year. Divide that by 12 and that's your monthly go to grow your list. All right, now let's talk about social media. It's nice to have a following. Again, without their emails, it doesn't mean a lot, but uh, social proof is pretty important. You know, if you're trying to get the attention of a manager or an agent or a TV show and they scroll over to your social media and they see you've got 115 followers, uh, that's not going to impress them much. And you can look at my social media following. It's pretty small. And the reason for that is I'm only targeting event planners. I'm only targeting people who plan events at companies, at fundraisers, organizations that need a comedian or a speaker to come in. So I really don't need a high number of social followers on that. I need uh, an effective number. So I'd rather have 150 engaged people who hired me than 10,000 who never hired me. Now, that's going to be probably different for you. If you're starting out in comedy, you want to build a general comedy club following. Sure, you definitely want to get your subscribers up. And, uh, you know, that's the goal of mine as well. But my primary target, my reason to be on social media is to connect with people who hire comedians for events, corporate gigs. That's what I'm into. So I guess that's the important part of your social media following is knowing why you're on there in the first place. So ask yourself, am I here to try to get just general fans? That's great. Are you trying to get a specific person? That's different. But make sure you know who you're trying to target, and that way you can set realistic goals for your numbers. So the first one let's talk about is your YouTube subscribers. YouTube's a great, great tool. Uh, It is one of those social media platforms that people look at when they go to book you, uh, if they're interested in having you on a TV show, because If you have a ton of followers, then that's a ton of people you can contact to let them know to watch the show, which increases the ratings for the show that you're on. So, again, YouTube's pretty important. How often are you putting new videos on there? Just like on your website, and these can be connected, but are you doing at least a video a month? You should be. You should be writing enough material to where you have at least a 60-second clip of a new take on a popular topic or a, a new joke. So set that goal. YouTube subscribers, how many do you have now? What do you want by the end of the year? How many video clips do you have now? How many video clips do you want to have by the end of the year? Also, how many video views? How many video views? You could have 30 videos up, and if only one person's watched each of them, uh, that's not very impressive. Again, it depends on what you're looking for and how you're going to use YouTube, but you want to have a target for how many visits you get on your YouTube channel, how many views you get on your videos. And, of course, you can go really deep into YouTube with their analytics uh, as far as how long you want people to watch the video, all that kind of thing, how many times they share it. But very simply, how many videos do you have now? How many do you want to have at the end of the year? All right, LinkedIn. If you want to get on LinkedIn, uh, you got to check out a couple of different episodes that I did. Uh, One, for sure, for this whole social media segment, actually, is the interview with Kate Doerr. She's a social media expert. That was podcast 112 and 113. And uh, she did a really in-depth thing on a variety of social media things you can do to uh, increase your connection with your crowd and your involvement. Also, I did an interview a little while back with Dave Delaney. That's episode 120. It's called LinkedIn Strategies. Uh, Dave is a great guy, writes a column here for the Tennessee and every other week, speaks at social media conferences across the company uh, across the country but you want to check out his podcast uh, he'll tell you all you need to know about getting more engagement on LinkedIn so how many connections do you have on LinkedIn right now 
And what was your goal for the end of the year? Look at your current. What's your goal for the end of the year? And again, what kind of people are you targeting? For LinkedIn, I'll be very frank. I try not to connect with any comedians on LinkedIn. LinkedIn for me is a prospecting tool. So I'll go in and look for event planners at different organizations, associations, fundraising groups, sometimes pastors at churches. And I'll try to connect with them, share some things with them for a you know three to four month period before I try to ask them uh, if they'd be interested in hiring me. So I have a, a very specific strategy I use for LinkedIn. I'm going after people that I really want to connect with and that I can help out, not just somebody that can help me out, which is very key. I've got something they can use to help uh, their company, their organization, their church, their fundraiser. So who are you contacting and connecting with on LinkedIn? How many do you want that to be? And again, how often are you going to connect with those people? You know, just to have them in, in your list and say you've got 600 people on LinkedIn, it, it isn't worth anything if you're not connecting with them and engaging. All right, Facebook, the evil master Facebook that's everywhere, and gosh, it's just so ingrained in our society. How many followers, fans do you have on your fan page? How many likes do you get on your post? All those things are important to a degree. Uh, growing your Facebook following is super, but again, about 0.8% of your followers will even know you posted something, and that's if the post gets a lot of reaction early. Uh, it's even lower than that when you first post it. So it's not how often you post on Facebook. I guess it's how important the post is and what it's generating for you. So again, social proof works in a few different ways. I like to post gigs that I'm at to kind of highlight the company that I'm working for and give them a little you know, little plug, little commercial by saying, hey, I'm here with these guys this week. And that also helps the event planners who see me online see that I'm working. Uh, it's not for me to brag about how many gigs I'm doing, nothing like that at all. It's just to let them know that I'm out there doing it. And then I take those pictures and that post that I create for Facebook and I also post that onto my personal rickroberts.com website. So I'm using Facebook in that way. Again, how many fans do you want? How often do you engage with them? And are they meaningful fans? And if you have a lot, occasionally ask them to join that newsletter list. All right, same thing goes with Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever else you might be on out there. First figure out why you need those fans and then figure out how often to connect with them. How many do you have currently and what do you want to have by the end of the year? That's your goal. All right, now let's talk about networking. I get a few emails every month about people who want to know how to network better and get you know get involved with other circles of comics in different areas, get involved with different bookers, those kinds of things. Uh, the first networking goal I have here is new bookers contacted and connected with. So if you want to know more about how booking agencies look for people that they want to book, episode 78 with Tim Grable, Booking Agency Insights. It's a really in-depth look at how agencies and a booking agent is looking at comedians or speakers that they might book. So how many do you currently contact? You know, How many people will you say know your name and book you? How many is on your list that don't really book you, although they might know your name? Who do you want to connect with in the new year? It might be a guy that, or a gal that books a specific venue, a specific club. Uh, who do you want to connect with? What's your plan for connecting with them? And what is your goal for the end of the year? Do you want to double the contacts you have? If they're meaningful contacts, that's great. If they're contacts that aren't calling you back, it doesn't really matter. So how are you going to get involved with those people? You can find them through social media. That's the first thing I would do. Follow them. See what kind of stuff they're posting. And if you find a post or an article that's similar to what they like, maybe shoot them a little message. Say, hey, I know you're really into this. 
I just found an article about it. I think you might dig it. That's a great way to get on their radar without asking them for a gig. So how many new bookers do you want in the new year? How many new agencies? Now, there's bookers, there's booking agents, there's booking agencies. They kind of overlap a little bit. There's also speakers bureaus. You might want to put that in your goals list. You know, what speakers bureaus are in your area? If you're a clean comedian or you have a speech or a topic that you can go deep on, uh, find those people, connect with them again the same way by providing value to them, and then let them know you're out there, and hopefully they'll line up and book you for something down the road. So how many new agencies did you contact? How many new comics do you meet with, talk with, share ideas with, uh, follow? You should definitely make it a purposeful effort to meet some comics every year and expand your range and your ring of, of friends in the comedy world. I can tell you right now, both the uh, TV, I guess you would call it streaming because it's not on TV. Uh, I did a Dove Channel thing and a Pure Flix thing this year. And both things came about because of relationships I had with comedians. And there wasn't a booking agent that booked those things. Comedians were in charge of finding the comics for it. You've got to make friends and you've got to do well by them and do things for them. And they're going to keep you in mind for opportunities that come up. And then another thing in networking that's a great thing to do is go out and try some festivals. If you want to learn about festivals, we did a podcast with uh, Matt Wood way back on, I guess it was episode 109, if you want to check that out. And Matt goes into some details on different ways that you can uh, best get the attention of the people that are watching the videos to pick the comics for the festival, because he's on those kind of committees. And uh, Rich is a really good article. really good podcast in general to listen to if you're interested in doing festivals but what a great way to increase your circle of influence and your network and what you can do and what i recommend is to ask to volunteer for the festival first so if there's a festival in your town or close by something you know you can you know take the hit on a couple of hotel room nights to help participate in the festival i do that you get to meet a ton of comics there's going to be bookers most likely at a festival there's going to be you know sometimes cruise line people Uh, different comedy club owners and bookers there, and you'll get to meet them. You may not get to perform that first year for just volunteering, but you'll get to meet them and then make that connection. And then hopefully by volunteering that first year, if your comedy is up to snuff, uh, you can get in on that second year and know exactly what to expect and go in there and knock it out of the park. So comedy festivals, I've done a few of those. like to do more of those myself. How many have you done in the past year? What's your goal for this upcoming year? Jot that down and go get it. All right, the last two are going to kind of lead us into our next podcast, but I want you to think about your product goals. If you are gigging, uh, people need to remember you. How are they doing that? Do they have anything to take home after the show? So think about if you're going to record a CD this year, is that a goal? If that's a goal, go back and look at your uh, minutes. How many minutes do you have of good material? What's your goal for the end of the year? And set a goal to close that gap so that you record a new CD. Same thing with a DVD. Uh, I've got a couple of good podcasts about those I'll talk about on the next episode, the next podcast here, about how to go about picking your producer for your DVD or your CD and all those kinds of things. But is that a goal for the new year, a new CD or DVD? Now, if you record either of those, you can pull tracks off of those to publish on YouTube, on your website, and that helps backfill some of those goals we have on your website and social media following. So it's great to have a new product out every year. It's kind of tough. There's guys that do it, gals that do it, but is it time? Have you never recorded a CD or a DVD yet? Make that a goal for this year if you think you can pull it off. All right, just a quick recap of what we went over today. Uh, We had writing goals, the time we spend writing, new jokes created, 
how much time we spend writing with others. If you want to listen to some podcasts to get some feel for that stuff, uh, time spent writing, why don't you go to podcast 18, 36, 50, or 84. If you want to learn about uh, creating new jokes, that's episodes 116 and 117. Writing with others, episode 105 and 106. Performance goals, we talked about stage time. If you've got stage fright or want to know how to conquer the stage, check out episodes 9 and 54. Uh, trying out new material, check out episode 71. The length of your set, that was also in there. Uh, website goals, how many videos, how many posts, how many visits, how many people join your newsletter list. Those are all things that you can check out. If you want to check out more about website stuff, go to episode 53. It's all about creating a great website for comedians. We talked about social media, uh, YouTube subscribers. You can definitely check out Kate Doerr's advice on episode 112, 113. If you want to learn more about YouTube, we talked to Tom Mabe on episode 73. Uh, how many YouTube video clips do you have? How many subscribers? How many views? LinkedIn, you can go again to that interview with Dave Delaney, episode 120. Talked about Facebook fans, Instagram followers, Twitter followers, Snapchat, etc. How many do you have now? How many do you want for the new year? Networking goals, new bookers, new agencies, new comics, new clubs, new f festivals. And then your product goal. Do you want to create a new CD or DVD this year? All right. Hope that wasn't too boring, uh, but I do think it's important every year to talk about these things. I'm going to be filling in my goals and sharing those with my listeners who support the podcast through Patreon. We're going to do another Google Hangout coming up here early January, and we'll each be able to go over our goals and share those. And if we want to, actually email those to each other so we can be held accountable and make sure we accomplish some of these things. Uh, it's not realistic to think you're going to accomplish every goal, but without any goal, you're not going to accomplish it. You know, if you have no goal, you'll meet it every time. Okay, quick Stitcher review from Jason Cronin. Jason says, thanks for the podcast. I like to listen every week, and it helps me stay focused on my writing. Keep up the good work. That's right. You can review us on Stitcher or iTunes. Listen to us on iHeartRadio or straight from the website. And lastly, on the way out, I do want to remind you there's a coupon code for the online writing class. You know, if your number one goal is to write more and you just don't know how to write, what to write, or how to make it funny, man, go ahead and spend just a little bit of money on yourself and take this online writing class. Everybody who's taken it has given great feedback, and there's three different tiers, but if you just want to get in there and kind of figure out what the techniques are, learn how to, to apply those techniques, learn how to structure your jokes and structure your set for the best response, the online writing class knocks all that out. Uh, it's normally ninety-seven seventy-seven for the silver edition, and you can get 20% off of that right now if you go into the online classes link on schooloflast.com, click through the silver edition, go through the uh, shopping cart thing, and put out Better Comedy, all capital letters, in the checkout code, in the coupon code at checkout, you get 20% off. And just treat yourself to a little something to make next year the best it's ever been. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. I'll be back next week. We're going to talk about our income goals from speaking, comedy, and all things associated. We'll do that on next week's podcast. Take care and stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.